Do you know this song? Here's the thing. We started out <laughs> friends. Kelly Clarkson? Yes. Because yes. that's what I... That's what I want to say to 2020. Since you've been gone, I can breathe oh. for the first time. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we get into that, I want to ask you a question. Do you know what twists my nipple? I don't want to know. <laughs> Tell me anyways. People who think that they can just come and twist my nipple. Now, I Excuse am a me? man. <laughs> no, that has happened to me many a time. My fellow homosexuals have this idea that just because you're also gay you can just touch my body oh. as if you have any kind of right to do so no. so no when no. i used to go out to the clubs and things or just out mm-hmm. and i'd see friends or maybe even just drunk people they would just touch my chest now i am a man that has a bit of a there's some meat to my chest okay <laughs> and when i work out that also responds like it 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 grows Mm -hmm. there's a level of muscle a little bit of fat it's a nice little situation Mm -hmm. and so of course my nipples are also (laughs) prominent (laughs) (laughs) so people just feel like they can touch fondle twist whatever the fuck with my nipples my body like what gives you the right just because you're also gay doesn't mean that i want to be touched Yeah, I don't know. This is not where I thought your intro was leading to. (laughs) (laughs) It was supposed to be something else, but then I thought of that. And Mm. that makes me really fucking angry. Honestly, that's close to harassment, sexual harassment. No, that is harassment. Yeah. So It's unwanted and they didn't ask. And you don't like it, then it's harassment. Exactly. It's the same thing like how a gay guy touched touches like a woman's breast or her ass and then go oh no it's okay i'm gay it's okay i'm gay no that's not the problem here the problem is like i don't want you to touch me i don't want you to fucking touch me <laughs> like i don't understand what goes through people's heads yeah consent yeah. is lacking that reminds me though of like the thing like it was someone on twitter that said guys that are afraid of like gay men coming on to them are afraid that like other men will treat them the same way they treat women oh my god that is because your fear that someone else is going to like come into your personal space and like touch you or interact with you in a way that you don't want that is unwanted and sometimes scary like how is that you know how are you not seeing the parallels here exactly it reminds me of again on a night out i was with my friend christy and um it was right before she was leaving korea and we were coming from the clubs and walking home um we ran into this guy that asked us for a light because he wanted to smoke Mm -hmm. christy gave him a light and we're talking and he's like oh you guys a couple and i'm drunk and i was like no girl i'm gay Mm -hmm. and then he's like oh cool just like don't touch me and i was like oh i wasn't gonna touch you first of all (laughs) you are not my type not even close you're not even someone to look at in my opinion yeah and so like the audacity to think that every gay guy just wants to touch another guy Mm, (sighs) mm. we could go on and on about this yeah we can go on and on and that's not what we are planning to discuss (laughs) (laughs) it is just a pet fucking peeve of mine (laughs) um when people twist my um areolas Okay, so today I'm coming to you in the spirit of 
Chloe and Halley's recent Honda stage performance. Oh. Um, they wear these green outfits and their hair is just like amazing and their vocals are just on point. Because in 2020, if you think about it, like in entertainment, black women totally showed up and carried and, and gave us just culture and good feels from Beyonce to Chloe and Halley to Megan Thee Stallion. Janelle to Monet. Janelle Monet. She was to, the fly for, that oh. landed on Mike Pence's head for Halloween. She, <laughs> queen. Creative queen. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> and to also to all the black women who were a very large part of the protests, um, the Black Lives Matter yeah. stuff that happened. Yeah, like because it was largely black women who showed up. Voter also black out. women. Voter turnout. Stacey Abrams. Honestly, so uh, like 2020 belongs to the black woman. Carry the fucking team. I am the human embodiment of that dangerous exhilaration you get when you start binging a show and you realize you're obsessed. Because <laughs> I recently started watching Bridgerton. Thank you, Shonda Rhimes. Again, more black women carrying the team. I don't know that show. It's on Netflix now. It's it's, oh. it's really bad, but in the best way possible. You should not have told me that. <laughs> you should not have. Because A, I'm a huge fan of Shonda Rhimes. And then... I'm trying to limit my Netflix use, which has been very, very successful since starting the podcast. Mm, mm. Things are about to change. <laughs> I'm also thinking of like canceling my Netflix s- subscription. Don't do that. All right, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Mm, I think we're talking about what, DJ? We are talking about decluttering your space physically and emotionally. I think it's a good way to start with like decluttering and what that, how that works for us like physically and psychologically so just seeing all these like huge piles of garbage everywhere it's a little bit reassuring to know like everyone kind of meets the new year in a in a similar way yeah we're all trying to focus on like getting rid of the old and making way for like making space for new things to come and i really hope that carries on throughout the year because you know how people (laughs) are like january 1st and they're like new me and whatever and year, that lasts me. for like, I don't know, five hours and yeah. then it's all the same again. It's like, oh, your two week free trial has ended. Back to the old me. <laughs> oh my God, that is literally how it is. Yeah. It's a two week free trial and they're like, I'm not paying for this. No, <laughs> I don't have the money for this. Back to the old habits. Yeah, that's the thing with habits. It's like, uh, again, referencing that Atomic Habits book. Like, it is something that you need to do every single day. What do you think the problem is with like decluttering? Decluttering. So I don't know if you've seen Marie Kondo, the the show on Netflix about decluttering your life, decluttering your space. But she talks about how we're afraid to let go of things that have been holding space in our closets or in our lives for a long time because of like sentiment or what that means to us. But holding on to those things might be impeding other opportunities coming to you or like preventing you from really having like the emotional peace of a clean space or a clean closet or a clean desk before the Marie Kondo thing like maybe six years ago I realized that when I'm in let's say a volatile state of emotion or like I like to call it, I'm untidy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like emotionally, then my physical space reflects that. Same. Like I get home and I, where I take my clothes off, that's where they, they, they stay. Where I 
slice the bread, that's where the mm-hmm. crumbs remain. Mm-hmm. Where anything that I do, I just leave it right there. If I open a closet, it stays open. <laughs> Now, this is kind of a habit that I brought from childhood, despite having moments or long periods of like obsessive perfectionism. I'm not saying OCD. I'm just saying like my room was so clean, so perfect, so exquisitely organized that if you came into my room and you just touched one thing, I would, would immediately know. know. So I oscillated between complete like that perfectionism, but also clutter. And I think both are a representation of your psychological state. I know that when my life feels out of control and my space is unorganized, it's even easier to slip into depression or anxiety. But when I take the time to organize my space, it does help me manage my anxiety. And I think that goes back to like feeling or being in control of your surroundings and feeling like you have this effect on like your output, like what you're doing. Because if you clean your room, you can visually see those changes in yeah. what's around you. And it's comforting to have a clean space. It is really comforting because it gives you a sense of control. Because like anxiety is that part of anxiety is that feeling of not having control yeah, of over anything. Normally, we don't have control over outside like other circumstances. Mm-hmm. But you can control the space you're in. Yeah. So making sure that things are in order or and decluttered does really have an effect, a positive effect on your mental state. Mm-hmm. So what is your relationship with clutter? Generally, I'm like, I would say I'm a pretty organized person. I like having things in categories and like, I like making lists and then going through and like checking them off like right. one by one. Um, similar to you though, and I think similar to a lot of people, like once Mm. I start getting frazzled or like start getting like overwhelmed with work or with like personal life relationships and everything, then you see that in my room. Ah. Like bed is not made, like clothes are just kind of like hanging out of drawers or like (sighs) off of shelves. Like if I shower and then I come back in my room, wherever the towel drops is where it's staying until the next day. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, maybe this goes in the laundry or maybe not. <laughs> Just I'll do it later. Yeah. I find that when I have like, when I haven't managed my time properly in terms of work or just life or anything, then to make up for that mismanagement, I declutter. You clean your room. Just so that I can feel better and then tackle the task. I do that. Now, That is also a kind of procrastination. It's almost like you have to study and you're like, you know what? I need some fresh air. Let me open this window. Oh, wait, these dishes need to get washed. Or I'm just going to reorganize my closet. Like, you don't need to do all that. You need to focus on your work. So for me, sometimes decluttering is teachers on like procrastination and also creating a sense of control so that I can tackle the task I'm supposed to be doing Instead of decluttering. Ivor, why would you attack me like this? <laughs> it just it came out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm because, just being honest. Yeah, because when I was writing my thesis, it's probably like the biggest variations in the state of my room from just ridiculously messy yeah. and like papers everywhere spilling out of like every little shelf. And, um, and then going from that to yeah. just you could probably eat off of the floors clean. 
you go into these cleaning fits. Yeah. Um. So you have to limit how much time you declutter, like like how much time you spend decluttering. Yeah. Otherwise, you can spend the whole day, and then you you get tired. So, like, I think we should separate decluttering and cleaning. Mm. There's that's two different. I go things. by categories. So when I'm trying to approach it as like, oh, I'm just gonna declutter a little bit to get in like a stable or like a happier mindset to do the work I'm supposed to, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna do this section of papers, or I'll do this set of drawers and like just reorganize my socks and whatever clothes. Yeah, that's a great tip. I was actually gonna say that it's yeah. like in the past I used to do what my mom used to do, like she would decide to like clean everything mm-hmm. and declutter and then. And then it just becomes so much work. You get exhausted, and then you don't do it properly. And then the and next then time you, you end up, up putting it off because you're you like, it oh, off. it's going to be a huge hassle to yeah. do all this work. So I have learned to like, let's say you need to see declutter your clothes or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you decide, okay, I'm going to do pants today, and um, stick to just that one thing. If you see some trash or whatever, leave it there mm-hmm. until the end. Do a basic cleanup and be like, okay, I spent one hour um, decluttering my closet. That's a euphemism, isn't it? Decluttering. <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay, so you've spent one hour decluttering your closet. I've cleaned up a bit and then stop. Like take one hour and then stop. Because it does give you a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, and you can look at the new space you've cleared up and be like, I've done, I've made these changes and I can see these changes. So how do you feel after you've decluttered? I feel more motivated usually. Exactly. That is like psychologically what happens. I read this thing online um, from psychology.com, I think, mm-hmm. about the effects of decluttering. And that is one of the things the side effects or the results is that motivation or that feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. that then bleeds into other things that you can apply to like you did probably yeah. to your thesis or your or like other areas of your life like because you've gotten something accomplished it like stimulates your reward um reward pathways yes reward reward pathways and that's a good feeling it releases serotonin and you can consciously use that direct it into a positive productive productive way. yeah yeah i think that's the like the reasoning behind why you should make your bed in the morning that is exactly is it. because you start your day off you start your day off with like this small little accomplishment and that builds you up for doing the things that you actually need to do that day i totally agree with you and i've always seen it like imagining my my brain like a computer in the morning and whatever i choose to do first that is part of the foundation for the rest of my day right, you're setting so up a if pattern. i choose organization for the day then for me my day runs smoother mm-hmm. because my brain is now set up in this um is loaded with this program of like organization mm-hmm. if i get up late and i have to throw out my clothes and i and i have to take a quick shower and i have it's a mess when i leave my whole day seems to run just like a mess the whole time. It feels clunkier. Yeah, it feels clunkier. Yeah. It feels longer. It feels more exhausting. So speaking of like exhausting and setting up your day or mm-hmm. setting up your kind of mood, mm-hmm. how do you feel about decluttering emotionally Ooh, or psychologically? I don't even know what to say. I mean, I do because there's so much to say, but I want to keep it concise. Is that 
how I declutter emotionally is I always examine my breath first. And I come back to this many times. If my breath is erratic or not focused or like um, intermittent, mm-hmm. then I know I have something on my mind that I'm not like conscious of. Yeah. And the best way or my advice that one can declutter your mind is, and also I've said this before, is journal. You need to organize the thoughts in your mind. Like journaling is writing and writing is your ability to organize your thoughts. Our thoughts and feelings get so jumbled up and that also contributes to anxiety and depression. So I think that one has to engage in some sort of spiritual practice, whether it be meditation, but also combine that with getting your feelings, your thoughts out on paper. Because there is a relief, there is a physical thing that happens where it feels like it's leaving your mind mm-hmm. and creating a sense of organization and space within your psyche or your brain. Now, I'm not an expert at this, but this is just my experience and it does help me manage my emotions. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me because like one of the things that I started doing after therapy is like a feelings, emotions kind of flow chart Mm -hmm. where you look at like when you start having negative feelings or you start realizing that you're, you know, feeling some type of way about something that just happened. That you didn't know. That you didn't, you weren't fully aware of. You write down like, what are the feelings that I'm associating this with? Mm -hmm. What set it off? Um, I'm missing one component, but basically just looking at the event and looking at the feelings, but from like an outside third person type perspective. Yeah. So So you can more closely examine like, why am I in this mood? So kind of like trying to be objective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are many resources about journaling and, um, I used to do the morning pages, which I'm getting back into it also. So Mm -hmm. morning pages basically is you doing like a brain dump three pages long you just write until three pages are finished and then you're then you stop mm-hmm. but um i would recommend people to like youtube tim ferris and jour- journaling and um look at the way that he journals and he has many different types of journals from the five minute journal to the three page i mean the morning pages mm-hmm. and um choose one that you think um will be beneficial for you and try that but try try it for like at least five days like wake up spend like 15 minutes and do your journaling and actually see how your day goes like does it make a difference to how you are able to manage your emotions during the day Mm -hmm. three pages sounds intimidating to me so i would probably go with like mindfulness exercises Mm. like something where you can time yourself for maybe just like five minutes to start off the day Mm where you just sit down and you like focus on your breathing or focus on like your surroundings and your body and how you're feeling physically and emotionally and then use that to start off the day that is actually beautiful because i used to do like the headspace meditation app Mm -hmm. so when i feel like it's becoming too overwhelming for me then i use that app or um i don't know if you've ever heard of wim hof no basically he's like this guy that is like an expert on like breathing techniques and does some crazy shit from like being a like breathing a certain way and then jumping into like freezing water and then regulating his body temperature (laughs) through breathing now in the summer i did do an experiment and try to try that on myself 
did this breathing exercise and then was able to take cold showers by just preparing my breathing and how that works on your parasympathetic nerves. Nervous system. Yeah. yeah. And how the the health benefits are insane. Mm, I should get back into that with winter. (laughs) I don't know if I'll be able to take a cold shower, but if I can get to that stage of taking cold showers in winter, I will be superhuman. Invincible. Invincible. Call me Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously, I don't think focusing on your breathing and mindfulness and journaling like are they're not like a cure-all for oh no every emotion that you have but yeah. it's still a good like easy way to approach things you making an attempt at healthy mental health practices mm-hmm. is also part of mental health like yeah it's part of self-care it's getting in touch with yourself and your feelings and you're taking control over your being And that's a huge step in managing your emotions is you understanding, realizing that actually I do have control over the way I feel. So what did you do this week that was conducive to healthy mental practices? (laughs) (laughs) That's not the right way to phrase it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, healthy. I actually I decluttered I like fully cleaned my room and it felt amazing because like all of the things that had been piling up while I was writing and revising my thesis and you know preparing to present and doing all of the paperwork I was just like just wait till it's done just wait till it's done and then it was finally done and I'm like oh I can clean now (laughs) so I did like papers all of the old like readings I had that I wasn't sure if I should throw away or not now Mm. I can just throw them all out (laughs) Just throw, the, throw isn't that, everything out. It feels that, so good. This week was focused very much on decluttering and yoga. And the success that I've had with that has put me in a really, really great mood. Um, or it helped me regulate my emotions more. Because mm-hmm. the thing that happened in 2020 that had a big effect on my life still carries on and I think it will be for a long time so I do need to be conscious of um, engaging in practices to help me Um, and definitely decluttering and just the small strides you do or you achieve like in yoga is just it makes me feel so great yeah and there's catharsis in that you feel like you're releasing this like emotional and physical burden yeah, um, I'd like to shout out my friend Winsome like I did last week, but this time she has been extremely aware that I wasn't in a good space. Mm-hmm. So she brought me little gifts like three times this week Aww. and it has been really, she's been really nice. It's been so sweet. So Winsome, I <laughs> thank you for listening every time you bake. And um, she said that basically like she listened to our podcast while she bakes. So now she bakes every week and like listens to us. <laughs> So um, thank you, Winston. I love it. We're becoming part of her routine too. Right? So thank you so much for listening, Winston. I really appreciate you. Okay, so I... Many people know that I'm very direct. So when I come to a friend's place and it is cluttered... Messy. I will put on the gloves (laughs) and I will immediately start like decluttering their space like just a little bit even if it is washing the dishes so if you (laughs) (laughs) have no chill like i do um 
If there's one friend that needs to hear about decluttering, send them our episode. If you want to have a hard conversation with someone and you don't know how to start, send them the episode. Send them us. We are very <laughs> direct and we don't know them. And if they get the hint, yes, great. If they don't, oh, well, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.